thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 95. How sweet and lovely dost thou make the shame which, like a canker in the fragrant rose, dost spot the beauty of thy budding name. Oh, in what sweets dost thou thy sins enclose? Thy tongue that tells the story of thy days, making lascivious comments on thy sport, cannot dispraise, but in a kind of praise. Naming thy name blesses an ill report. Oh, what a mansion have those vices got which for their habitation chose out thee, where beauty's vile doth cover every blot, and all things turns to fair that eyes can see. Take heed, dear heart, of this large privilege. The hardest knife ill-used doth lose his edge. That was Sonnet 95 with with some dramatic voice amplification changes. I am Mark Chasley and you're listening to Shakespeare Sonnets. And I am joined today by uh, a very conservative-looking... Thierry Healers. Conservative? Yeah, as as in... Guarded. You you look a bit guarded it's, today. It's just the lack of sleep, really. Why why do you get so little sleep? I don't know. Week? I was lying in bed until about three, and then I decided that it wasn't going anywhere. So I listened to podcasts and I did some research on, on translating WordPress themes, and wow. then it was five, and my other half got up in the morning to go to the GP, and I couldn't sleep anymore. And yeah, see, that's not good. That's not good. We need to give you a caffeine drip. I don't. That's not. Away. That's not the way to do it. <laughs> no, we give you a cocaine drip. I have a that pint of red wine. It's fine. Excellent. <laughs> a pint of red wine. That's so many levels of awesome. It's, it's um, grape juice. Of, of course, it's <laughs> it is grape, grape juice. juice. We, we believe you. Uh, what do you think of Sonic ninety five? <sighs> it's it's still <laughs> the, the the same kind of exterior beauty versus the interior vileness of the fair youth at least that's the impression yeah. I got is it the, the, the canker in the fragrant rose and I, I guess I guess I read it I, I guess a slight modification on that 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 maybe that his beauty is almost making those characteristics those bad characteristics of him almost beautiful or almost desirable so um uh, how sweet and lovely dost thou make the shame so he and 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 then it links it to the the canker and the fragrant rose the rose is still fragrant even though it's got this horrible thing inside of it so to me it was like the fair youth by being so beautiful on the exterior makes those internal things good regardless of the fact that they are vile personal traits yeah, I read. I read it more as a very night sarcasm, just just kind of going, "Oh, you're so beautiful on the outside that that you being a dick doesn't matter anymore." And yeah, I, I suppose that's it's kind of the same point, but maybe from two slightly different viewpoints. Then that I I think it's maybe imbuing them with a quality of goodness, whereas you're kind of saying it. it he's he's almost just almost excuses. I don't. It's, it's more. I, I would rather say that he's kind of using sarcasm to underline his point. 
just yeah. just just okay. f- f- just just focusing or, or, or pretending that because he is so beautiful it doesn't matter that he's not a nice person but but really saying yeah you you are a bit of an asshole <laughs> why do i love you so much when you're so evil essentially is where we are in the sonnets Pre- i guess pretty much which is is a shame. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think. I've been racking my brains recently to try and think if I know anyone like this in real life, in in meat space, as I like to say, because I'm trying to bring back that word. Um, I haven't heard that a, one since the early since like noughties. The or, yeah, yeah, I know. yeah, the noughties but, even. But I'm bringing it back. I decided to bring it back because I like meat space as opposed to cyberspace. For those who who want to know what it is, um, I'm bringing it back. I'm reclaiming meat space. But uh, I've been thinking if I know anyone who is sort of good looking on the outside but vile on the inside but I don't tend to oh this is going to sound bad to all my friends I don't mean to I don't tend to hang around with people who are traditionally good looking in that kind of Abercrombie and Fitch kind of surfer dude kind of style if that makes sense I don't hang around with celebrities I don't I would rather say I don't hang out with with dicks I've, I've, cer- I've certainly come across people like that. Okay. But I, get the, I, I, I guess can't even was... claim that I know. It's it, mainly my uni days where you just... Yeah. You meet people that not in a million years you want to be near with. and and. I guess it is a kind of school... I remember it in secondary school, the... the the good-looking people in secondary school, the people who were deemed good-looking in secondary school, really didn't develop personalities. And I suppose that's a common trope that people kind of say that those people peak in secondary school and 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 nothing don't ever after. This. Yeah, yeah. And I guess that's so. So the fair youth seems to be a oldie-time version of the popular kids at school. Kind of, yeah. But Shakespeare is desperately trying to. to... What's what? How do I um, to to make him not not fail after high school? He's just just been trying to build him up as as this god who will continue to be loved e- even after um, A levels or whatever they had at the time. <laughs> no levels. I don't think they even had O levels back then. It would have been. It would have been some bizarre farm levels or, or it weird, been weird private schooling. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. So Shakespeare's concerned for him, I guess, and and it, it's. I think it's very interesting that when when the sonnet started, there was no mention of this interior of the fair youth. It was all about the physical. It was all about the outside, and it's only as we've gone on that Shakespeare's kind of moved past that purely physical attraction. And realise that the youth is vile on the inside. Well, I think we, we, we've touched on this before. Sometimes you, you don't necessarily always meet people and immediately get to know them. Quite, quite often it is just the physical attraction that, that mm. gets you close to them. Or wants you to be close to them. Yeah, and then you, then and then you, you discover just, the real them. Yeah. The real them. And go, oh, I don't really like you. But you're still so pretty. <laughs> you just oh I I feel I do feel sorry for Shakespeare because he doesn't seem to then be able to go to that next step which would be cutting off contact with this yeah. person 
or accepting them. So there are kind of two resolutions to this, which is you either accept their negative traits and go, well, that's the price I pay for hanging around this beautiful person. Or you go, well, I don't want to associate with that kind of person. Those are the two options. But Shakespeare's found this middle ground where he just whinges about it a lot. He, he just... <coughs> Sorry. The narrator just doesn't seem to understand that that you can be good-looking, but not a nice character so he just just desperately struggles to to justify one with the other kind of thing yes do do you think that the, the final two lines um take heed dear heart of this large privilege the hardest knife ill used doth lose his edge is that a warning to the fair youth or is that oh, shakespeare warning himself isn't in sense of is it shakespeare going if you carry on behaving in this abhorrent way, your beauty will soon diminish. Or is it a, a sort of criticism of Shakespeare that if he keeps delving into the negative side of the fair youth, he's going to start not appreciating the beauty as much? That is a good question, read, actually. Or did you read it a different way altogether? I didn't read it. Just, just To me, it just kind of seemed like this weird proverb at the end <laughs> that just didn't that just is just a good random. question well random not not necessarily random just just a kind of and it's just kind of a night veil and here is today saying and then just a completely just a sentence that just kind of <laughs> doesn't really fit with the rest of the story because, I mean, the, the bit before it, uh, oh, what a mansion have those vices got, which for their habitation choo- choose out thee, where beauty's veil doth cover every blot, and all things turns to fair that eyes can see. So he's saying there that beauty covers this this internal vileness. Yeah. But take heed, dear heart. So it seems like he's talking to himself then. Take heed, dear heart, of this privilege. The hardest knife ill-used doth lose his edge. His edge. So, uh, it's a, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm leaning towards the idea that Shakespeare's saying if I keep sort of delving into the fair youth and carving out his interior personality, that that I w- he won't be able to do it. He won't be able to carry on doing it because it will start taking away from the beauty that, that he desires to see. I mean, a, a lot of the beauty that mm-hmm. Shakespeare sees is it's kind of it almost as if Shakespeare needs to see that beauty. Yeah, he's convinced himself that it's there. And and nothing can take that away from him. Even I mean, it's, even it's, the it's been a long time since he really described the uh, the fair youth's beauty. Yeah. He he, he yeah, it, it's become and then that that the mantra of it, he's just saying now. He there's no more kind of lovely metaphors or we seem to have gone past all the lovely metaphors about the the fair youth's beauty and it's now just stated as fact the fair youth is beautiful the fair youth is beautiful it's not you are as mild and temperate as the summer's day it's you are beautiful and it's almost a kind of self like one of those oh, i can't remember what the, the, those devices that people get up in the morning and they look in the mirror and go i am a tiger i am a confident manager and <laughs> 
Uh, it's that kind of self-reinforcement, yeah. I guess. It's, it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it is very dogmatic. It's, it's the, it's the truth because it's the truth sort of thing. There's, there's no, there's no reasoning behind it anymore. It's just, just, just he's beautiful, and and I accept that he's beautiful because he's beautiful, sort of thing. Yeah, which is, it's, yeah, it's a shame. Because it, it it speaks a lot more about Shakespeare than the fair youth. Maybe I mean maybe that's the intention, Shakespeare's intention. But it, it speaks a lot more about the narrator, I should say, than the fair youth. The, the, the his need for this beauty and the fact that the narrator has put himself in a position of no power, essentially, in this relationship. It's it's just kind of watching the a man descending into madness at this point. Yeah. I mean, we 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 still have two dozen sonnets or so left of this. Yes, and it just 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 feels like eventually the narrator is just gonna crack and just completely lose it. <laughs> at this point, at least, sit in the corner of a room, just going, "He is beautiful. He is beautiful. Don't show me any pictures. He just, is beautiful." Just rocking back and forth. <laughs> but he's Crying. murdered little children. But he's pretty. He's pretty. <laughs> Oh, bring him to me! I want to stroke his face. Oh. Um, yeah, it's it, I. I quite like this as a sonnet. It's a nice, interesting sonnet, and it's got some good words like lascivious, which is an awesome word, uh, and dispraise. <laughs> Cannot dispraise, but a kind, but in a kind of praise. I like that the the um the, those uh, those kind <coughs> of lines. Um, Making lascivious comments on thy sports cannot dispraise, but in a kind, but in a kind of praise, naming thy name blesses an ill report. So the idea that you can't anything negative you say about the fair youth is re- in reality a kind of positive because it's about the fair youth. The the I I quite like that. someone so beautiful that even if you go you're an arrogant dick, they they kind of go. Yeah, and it kind of becomes a compliment to them. That's that's I, how I, I do it. <laughs> you, Every you, time someone tells me I'm horrible or evil, I just go, "Thank you, thank you." I I I am evil. <laughs> yes, more evil than you could possibly know. <laughs> that that is why I have evil Thierry. <laughs> he he Thierry has a a evil is it an evil twin. Yeah, he's he's from the dark timeline. Evil Thierry, and he pops up every now and then on social media and says something quite disturbing, and then disappears. That it, is it, how he works. It, it's good fun and scary at the same time. It's kind of creepy that because I just, it, I just really, it, it became just just out of a stupid thing from a tweet from a friend. And then, <laughs> and you've now and then, set up well, a whole yeah, thing. and then I just created the, the the Twitter account, and then I set up a Facebook account, and the Facebook account has has people liking it that I don't know. Which is bizarre. Yep. Yeah, I, I think it's awesome. I'm just having uh, fun. I'm trying to. I'm just trying to write a tweet to Evil Thierry, but I can't remember Evil Thierry's username. It's so. T N J H R. That's yeah, but I couldn't remember how many R are in R. That's the problem. You creative types and your weird names. The name's um, not from me. It's it's from okay. a friend. And uh, I don't have a lot more to say about this on it. I mean, it's a nice one. I enjoyed it. Um, but the, the, it's kind of a bit of a... You're evil, but that evilness is kind of nice. 
I like it when you do evil things to me, Mr. Fair Youth. But don't do it too much. <laughs> that almost sounds a bit like bondage. I, I Wow, maybe. Maybe this sonnet is the bondage sonnet. The bondage sonnet. You never know. <laughs> wow. But would you would you like to... Well, no, no I'm not going to ask you the question. You should. Read it out. I demand that you read it out. I need to tweet this first. <laughs> See, this is the problem with modern technology. I'm meant to be recording a podcast and you're too busy tweeting. I'm tweeting about the podcast. I tweeted the quote. Maybe the okay. sonnet is the bondage sonnet. Well, it could be. I'm going to... Yeah. Let's let's everyone. This is the most boring po- podcast point we've got. Me and me and you just joint tweeting <laughs> while talking about it. Bear with go, us, if, if, if you listen to this, go back in our tweet time, uh, Twitter timelines about what three, four weeks. Yeah, and then you, and then all of this will make sense. But yeah, you'll see the us live tweeting four weeks in the past. <laughs> that's that's how it works. Excellent. <laughs> I'm going to read this sonnet now, or at least try. You'll you'll be fine. It's a good sonnet to read. Yeah, yeah, but my eyes are kind of blurry. Your eyes are dim, you cannot see. You have not brought your specs with you. It's a song we used to sing in primary school. (laughs) Did you not have to sing school songs in primary school? I, I just remember one song that we sang at the end of the day about just, we are going home now. But, kids, but, kids, gather together in school for five more minutes so you can sing a song about. Oh well, yeah, home. just just standing by the door, and then singing that song. But it didn't make any sense because at some point children just just kind of sang random vowels that vaguely resembled the sentences, okay. and then that became the song. So, so you would just just kind of. Just, just, just standing tuned. by the door and, and and singing random vowels and then having parents go, that's I'm sure what they meant to say was we're going home now, not yeah yeah yeah. And then the teacher just went, no 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 no, it it is the random vowels that's become a thing now. And just, just... <laughs> well, you were you were evolving, you were taking the art form and claiming it for yourselves at a young pretty, age. Pretty much, we we were not gonna get, sing the same song that the other pupils have been singing for twenty years. No, you made it your own. Pretty much. It's good. It's good. You can't get out reading the sonnet any longer. Aww. I want extra words, not vowels. Extra, extra words. A- actual words. Oh, actual words. That that might be easier than exit. Yeah. Sonnet 95. How sweet and lovely dost thou make the shame which, like a canker in the fragrant rose, doth spot the beauty of thy budding name. Oh, in what sweet dost thou sin Fourth line Fourth line It's doing kind of well You can't no, Three lines out of a sonnet You, you can't <laughs> claim that it's, it's very well that's a, that's a quarter of the sonnet That's, that's more than I've done in, in previous ones Oh, in what sweet That's Oh in what sweets dost thou thy sins enclose? That tongue that tells the story of thy days, making lascivious comments on thy sport, cannot dispraise, but in a kind of praise, naming thy name blesses an ill report. 
Oh, what a mention have those vices got, which for their habitation shows out thee, where beauty's veil doth cover every blot, and all the things... That I added an additional word. Call dropped. I, I think I've lost Mark. That's quite sad. Mark has gone away. Hello, Mark. Hello. Hello, hello. Hello. I don't know where I was in the sonnet now. Oh, in what sweets? That is that the last one you heard? Yep. Well, I heard you messing it up. I read like all the way down to at least which for their habitation shows out the. I'm I'm sure you did. Yes. I did. You can listen to you just listen to the recording <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> God damn it! I'm just gonna start over because this is not going anywhere. <laughs> Sonnet ninety-five. How sweet and lovely dost thou make the shame which, like a canker in the fragrant rose, doth spot the beauty of thy budding name. Oh, in what sweets dost thou thy sins enclose? That tongue that tells the story of thy days, making lascivious comments on thy sports, cannot dispraise, but in a kind of praise, naming thy name blesses an ill report. Oh, what a mention have those vices got which for their habitation chose out thee, where beauty's veil doth cover every blot, and all things turns to fair that eyes can see. Take heed, dear heart, of this large privilege. The hardest knife ill-used doth loss its... The, the... Almost! I don't... What? Two words from the end! The hardest knife ill-used does... The well, hardest. Was... I'm just. This is not going to happen. <laughs> You're going back a word every time. The hardest knife ill used doth lose its edge. His Woo! edge! Uh, ah! Do you want to do the line Sod one it. more time? Screw you, Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you were right. It's a, it's a typographical error on Shakespeare's part. That was uh, Sonnet 95 of Shakespeare's Sonnets. I've been Mark Chasley, and you can follow me on Twitter at inearent. And I've been Terry Hillis, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sound of Seagulls, or you, you can follow my evil twin at at TNJH uh, with with four H's. <laughs> it's a good it's a good Twitter account to follow, and we shall see you again for Sonnet ninety six. Have a lovely day. Bye bye. Bye. You've been listening to Shakespeare Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an in-ear entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about in-ear entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.